Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, I'm pumped for today's episode, super energized about it, because uh, the guy across from me, if you can feel his energy, um, you will understand what I'm talking about, but you will through this episode. But I'm sitting with the author, Emmy Award winner, Dr. Travis Fox. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, Josh, it's my pleasure, man. You know, it's funny, every time I hear, and even that, you know, because they, they, they read my resume when we do one of the shows, I'm like, are they talking about me? I'm like... I just getting started, man. What are you talking about? I, it's taken me, <laughs> taken me decades to figure out all of this stuff. I just got started. So thank you for the introduction, but also more importantly, thanks for letting me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that's crazy to me, man. You said you, you're just getting started, True. but you've been in this game for, for 30 years, yep. right? That That's, and, and I don't want to make you feel bad. I'm, I'm 25 years old, 25 years old, and you've been in this game longer than I've been alive. And, and yeah, you still my, say that uh, you're, you're getting started. What is that mindset? What is that mindset? Well, I I think it's bigger than a mindset. You know, it's really about legacy, knowing what your passion, your purpose is, and what's the vision for your journey, for your life, for your business, Um, and going on that mission. Balls ass. There is no second place. There is no, hey, I'll get to it tomorrow, or, you know, I'll do it when I retire. None of those are guaranteed. We know it. But one of the things that I, you know, I I really stress, especially when I work with professional athletes or I work with corporations, which I've done them all, you know, is, hey, guys, um, you got to commit. Otherwise, you're teaching yourself to quit. And Mm -hmm. we really, specifically in business, you know, a lot of people, and and Josh, I'm sure you can relate, people will say, you know, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, okay. Tell me about that. And what they really are is a, instead of being a serial entrepreneur, they're serial job holders mm-hmm. and they call it entrepreneurialism. And I'm like, great, that sounds really cool. And there's no disrespect, Hal, hold the job, make your money, move on the next thing again, because the end result for all of us is going to be the same. We all leave the planet broken dead. There's no way around it. But right. as the great Alan Watts said, life doesn't define death, death defines life. So for me, it's always been around. I, you know, I've been in this for now. This is my 31st year. As a matter of fact, at the time of we're taping the show with Josh here on, on his show, we are just two weeks away from my 51st birthday. Mm-hmm. However, I'm like Benjamin Button. I'm getting younger, even though my chronological age says I'm older. I'm younger. I'm in better shape now. I'm more energy. I'm happier than I've ever been. But the, the mindset to your specific is when you know your passion, purpose, and your vision, you know that you're going to spend 10,000 hours, whether you like it or not. It's, there's no way around it. But mm. everyone wants to get to the shortcut going, hey, you know, I'm going to just post a video on YouTube or something. I'm an overnight sensation. I'm like, even Jake Paul has taken 10 years to become Jake Paul, right? And he's had to morph because who we are in our 20s and our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, even if you don't want it to, is transformative. The difference is what we do at the quest and what I've done with my life is I'm choosing my transformation. This is what I want to experience next, because this is what feels right for my mission of what I want to leave behind in the legacy that we call the quest and all of my partners. So it's really been knowing and and like any good producer, you know, you don't win an Emmy because you're good. You win an Emmy because you've done all the stupid shit wrong and then figured out. 
Yeah. Which was right. And that there, I think they finally just said, okay, Fox, you know, you've been around for 20 years. We're going to give you this go away for a while. Just so they uh, they've been really kind about it. And now obviously we we won over 45 awards now for production. We just won another eight this year. Um for the quest on how we handle our apps and our productions and how we bring people into this immersive world to create transformation, but to really grow your business. And one of the things that I'm adamant about, and this has been the quest to really kind of put it to a fine point is, you know, business entrepreneurialism and transformation, self-transformation have always been in these very separate buckets. Like they, they, they don't exist in any kind of convoluted world. I'm like, well, wait a minute. The world may not revolve around you or I, but we are the center of our worlds, which means our business is innately tied to where we see, perceive, and change ourselves so that our business can grow. Because you can't lead the same team on a different battlefield and expect the same results. It's it's impossible. You have to continue to grow it. And we've always held them as separate as either A, you know, when I get really rich, Josh, then then I'm going to take time to go work on myself and I'll go do some yoga and Bali and I'm going to go travel and whatever. Or I'm so focused on my business that, you know, self-transformation seems like it's all the woo-woo and I'm going to sit on the side of a mountain and shave my head and get an orange robe. And they seem very separate, but they're not. And science proved it. And over a 30-year career, I can prove it. I can show you literally hundreds of thousands of people and companies we work with all over the world going, they're one and the same. Because no matter what you do, no matter what business you're in, I don't care if you're online, offline, e-com, non-com, CEO, entrepreneur, solopreneur, we're all in the same business. You are in the people business. So yeah. if you don't understand this part of how do you show up, how to transform yourself, how to lead your teams, how to hire and fire appropriately, what your clients are doing, what their needs are, not from a, I need just to sell them a product, but truly understand the human dynamics, your business will eventually hit the, hit the ceiling and you'll get stuck and you'll do what we always do. You'll jump ship to find something else more exciting because you will get psychologically bored. So they have to come together. And when you really think about it, when you're putting the, you know, the science of the practicality of business principles, along with the fantasy realm of how the artistry goes, of how we transform ourselves to become what we want to become, you slam those two together. That's where the magic really occurs. And that's where we're starting to see some really explosive growth. I mean, look, even Facebook has decided to change themselves after 20 plus yeah. years to grow. So if one of the richest men in the world who has one of the largest audiences in the world says, you know, we might want to transform some things. Hey kids, we've been telling you for 30 years that they have to, they have to change. And so for me, it's always been that singular point focus of, I know exactly what it is. I've known it since I was younger than you with respect. I've always known it. I'm probably more immature than you anyway. So you're probably (laughs) because I act like I'm 12 because I don't care. I'm like, Guys, look, look, being a, I don't know any happy adults. I don't like adults. Adults adults irritate me because they're just, they're faking it. I'm like, everybody wants to have fun. So let's go have yeah. fun. Because we all know life is short. And business doesn't have to be not fun. And a lot of people get stuck in that rut. And so part of what our mission has always been is to make business fun again, but do it based on practicality of science that we know works, how we can build it. And then simultaneously built on success principles that me and my fellow quest masters, between the four of us, we have 110 years of actual real world experience in it, doing it for real. So when you put those two together, now you go on an adventure that's worth taking that produces massive results. And most importantly, is fun. And that is why it ensures people don't quit. Because when it's not fun, we all quit. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care if it's a business. I don't care if you're making $5 billion and you're the yeah. best sports athlete on the planet, you'll quit. Even Tom Brady changed teams because he's like, I've gone as high as I can go. I need something transform transformative over here. Another way to grow myself and my team 
I had to change teams. So it's there, but we've always kept these two in very separate buckets. So for me, the mission yeah. has always been putting these two together, but doing it in a really fun way. I love it. How can we make it fun? How can we make life, business, these things fun? Because a lot of times, right? And I've know you, you being a high performer, it's a lot of mundane things that go on, right? How can we make yeah. all of those things fun? How can we do yeah, that it, over time? That's a great question. And well, that's even the question we start with. Okay, how do you make it fun? Let's go back. Let's go back in time. I want everybody just, you know, everybody listening to Josh's show now, really pay attention to this because this is where the truth lives. It doesn't live on media. It lives in podcasts like this. This is why we do podcasts like this because this is where the truth lives. Go back in time. When you were four or five years old and you went out to play, no one had to tell you, you know, Josh, you know, we were thinking about um, playing uh, hide and go seek and we really want to talk to you about your level of enthusiasm and your leadership abilities. And, you know, you've been kind of like really been dragging along and the rest of the, the kids, we're not sure that you're having a lot of fun. We never had those conversations. It just didn't exist. In fact, the only conversation we ever had was crap. My parents are calling me. I got to go home. That was it. The rest of the time we made fun instantaneously. Why? Because we were in the fantasy realm. Now let's qualify the fantasy realm because people are going to go fantasy. That, 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 what are you talking about? Sex? I'm like, no, yes, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, let's be crystal clear. I'm not talking about fantasizing. I'm talking about fantasy, right? Fantasy realm in common vernacular is called fantasy. In clinical, scientifical, it's called your subconscious or shadow. It's the yeah. part of you that you're not aware of. But once we get you in there and we do it in a fun, very immersive way, everything's possible. There's no resistance to change. Resistance to change comes up here in your thinking modality where you think you're an adult or think you've done it all or you think you know it all, you've experienced it all, blah, blah, blah. And we all do it, by the way. We all do it. Why? Because it's how the human brain is built. It's built yeah. to be a defense mechanism. All right, now that's great. You know, the great designer, the great architect, however you want to define you know, the deity of this, this world said, hey, this is how this thing's going to go for now. Cool. But also gave us that back door to the inner castle, right? To your kingdom has a back door. Yours does, mine does. Everyone listening to this podcast has a back door. And when you get in that back door and you put in the fantasy, science has proven that we get you into the subconscious. We can really literally re-architect your belief structures. We can abandon doubts. We can change insecurities. And we can do it in a way that's not scary, that doesn't have to go to 400 years of therapy or kumbaya or whatever, unless you want to, that's fun, but you don't have to. And immediately bring that fantasy bang and actionable results into your reality, into your business the next day, because change is instantaneous. The decision to make a change is what takes time. And that's where we screw up. And next thing you know, you wake up and you're 70 years old and go, damn, I missed it. I'm like, yeah, let's stop that. Let's stop it right now. So that's, the, you know, when you make it fun, it's about constantly asking yourself, what would make it fun? And then letting yourself, and we show you specific techniques, but for the sake of this call, letting yourself have fun. But notice, we're so afraid to be judged. We're so afraid to be, well, Josh is going to think I'm a total dork. Yes, my name is Travis Fox. I'm a total dork. So what? Right? I'm a doctor. I'm an Emmy Award winner. I'm, I'm a high-performance sports coach. I'm a founder. I'm a CEO. I'm a dad. I'm a dork. So what? We all are. But that tells you that someone like me and someone like you, we've taken on all aspects of our personalities and yeah. that's a holistic approach. And so we take it and we put it in an archetypal language. So it's fun. Warrior, wizard, bard, jester. How are you showing up today, Josh? Well, Josh, if you're only showing up as a warrior, that means three quarters of your ability, your potential, your unrealized actionable results are sitting on the sidelines because you're not even bringing them to the table because you think you're only a warrior because warriors are badass. I'm like, actually, warrior has nothing to do with fight if you actually understand archetypal symbology. It has to do with heart. It has to do with heart. And so if you've lost heart, 
you're not going to get up and do the mundane things because the mm-hmm. warrior is what's going to get you through the mundane. Not, yeah. That's what people understand. So when you really got to start having fun with it and you, then you could see how other people show up. So people hate sales. You know, I love sales. You know why? Because I don't sell. I just look, I watch the person, I do one question, I see the profile and I start shifting because I have all access to all parts of my personality in any given moment. Now think about that from a king queen perspective. All kings and queens have full access to the realm. They have their warriors, they have their wizard advisors, they have their theatricals, they have their messengers and their ambassadors, right? And they have their people in the background that's in the inner court that we would call the jester, not the clown because people think jester is a clown. They're the grounded ones that go, hey, king or queen, we're kind of veering off course here. Let's take a look at this from the objective and subjective points of view. When you do that, it's fun. Now you don't have to sell because no one wants to sell. Not even salespeople don't want to sell, right? It's about understanding how do I unlock the puzzle of the person I'm talking to so that we can get the results. That's fun, but it's hard to unlock the puzzle if you don't know what puzzle you're in. And that's mm-hmm. where the problem we have. And entrepreneurs, CEOs, and even when you're doing you know, boardrooms and corporate restructuring, get lost in the mire of the mundane. And we actually call that rescuing your heart from mediocrity because that's, that's where the warrior dies. We die a slow death in mediocrity. Yeah. We, oh man, it sucks. It's like every warrior is like, just give me the honorable death. Just cut my head off. I'm good. I'm done, right? But not modern day warriors. Modern day warriors, we kill ourselves with the death of a thousand cuts. We do it really slowly by subscribing to things we know we don't really like, we know we really don't believe in, things we really don't like doing, and they're not fun, but we begrudgingly drive through it every day. And we do that. Again, I'm making yeah. it off dramatic. We do that. Next thing you know, our relationship sucks. Our, yeah. our kids are like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. You guys are boring. Right? Your partners are like, I don't really want to come to a board meeting, Josh. It's the same crap. We're going to talk about the same stuff. Our KPIs are here. Our sales are here. Okay, we've gone up 1% to 2%. Expenses the same. Who cares? We've lost the fun because yeah. when you lose that fire, you've got to get it back. And what we do in the quest is about igniting that passion and fire to a whole nother level and staying on fire and staying hungry. And not because you need more from a greed perspective, but from experiencing more of yourself, more of your team, more of your customers, more of your clients in a whole new way that makes it fun and gamified that actually makes you want to go and enjoy doing business. I love that. I love that. How you changed, you took sales, right? Sales, is, it seems scary, right? Yeah. To some people, mundane, yeah. just, just they don't like it. Nope. To hey, we want to solve a puzzle, this person's puzzle. So just thinking and looking at things differently. I love that. I love how you put that. That's great. Here at Playing Injured, we value mental fitness and giving folks tools to persevere through anything in life. If you struggle with brain fog, fatigue, or staying focused, I want to present to you the latest biohacking tool called Magic Mind. It's an amazing productivity drink. Look, I've been drinking Magic Mind for the past few weeks, and I've noticed a difference in my level of focus, the momentum that I feel throughout the day, and it's helped me feel more successful and conquer my calendar. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink. It's different than an energy drink or a coffee-based drink with minimal caffeine and all-natural ingredients, helping you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms. After about three to seven days of continuous use, it's easier to get into a flow state and be more productive. And today, Magic Mind has a special offer for our listeners. Head over to www magicmind.co forward slash playing injured 
and use our promo code playing injured 20 for 20% off. Visit www.magicmind.co forward slash playing injured and use our promo code playing injured 20 for 20% off. That's great. So you uh, and, and you mentioned this before, right? You said, hey, um, change. You can make a change, but the decision to change is what's tough, right? Actually sitting down, making that decision, right? It takes work. And so um, drowning in, in this information age, drowning myself in, in, in <laughs> Dr. Travis Scott's content. I noticed you talk a lot about architecting um, your life, your lifestyle, your being and unhypnotizing yourself. Right. right. In this world where we've all been kind of programmed to do the same things and being influenced by all these outer things. Right. right. Um, talk about that. Talk about that a little bit. Right. Yeah. Great change. And also to architecting your life and unhypnotizing yeah. yourself. So let, let's play that from the, the reverse one. Right. So change. So everyone says, you know, I don't want change. I want things to stay the same. Hey, boys and girls, I hate I got news for you. Let's just cut the crap. Change is constant. Things are changing whether you like it or not. The question is, are you involved in the change or are you just going along on autopilot, right? Yeah. And most of us go on autopilot because we're programmed to do that. We don't think that we are, but we really are. And so here's some, here's just a real kind of quick story that'll put that in summation for you. Everybody go back in time and think about your entire educational system up the high school. So you had preschool, elementary, middle school, high school, most likely. When you got to high school, if you really look what you learned in those approximate 17, 18 years, you were programmed for two things. One, to do what you were told. And when you weren't doing what you were told, to be a kid and go enjoy it. Because as soon as you graduated, you had to become an adult. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's play that game for a second. So I've spent 17 years with my boy, Josh, we're playing, we're doing sports, we're going out with girls, we're, do, we're doing stuff, we're just doing kids stupid crap. But it's fun, stupid crap. And we programmed ourselves all that time to do that. In fact, our parents do it, the schools do it, our coaches do it. Everyone says, hey, be a kid as long as you can. Because as soon as you graduate, now you gotta go be an adult. Here's the problem. I've spent 17 years mastering having fun. I have no idea how to be an adult. In fact, if you look at most people who come out of high school and even going to university, no idea to negotiate their first apartment or house lease or a mortgage. They have no idea how to buy a car. They have no idea what a contract, what an LLC is, what a C-Corp is. Why am I doing this? What is a stock? Do I go out to go to university? No, you don't. You can. I did too, but guess what? I learned more time management than anything there, but, but okay, fine. But that the point being, we spent 17 years learning to have fun and all of a sudden we're supposed to abandon everything we just programmed and learned and go be an adult. But we don't have any training to be an adult. So we have to learn to be an adult on the fly. Yeah. You would know that as the school of hard knocks. Well, here's the problem with the school of hard knocks. You get knocked around for a long ass time unless something really magical happens. And guess what? You wake up in your 40, 45, 50 and go, I don't, I don't even like being a lawyer. I don't like being a doctor. I don't, I don't like anything I'm doing. You're like, well, yeah, that's why the number one segment of people who are starting their own businesses is the 40 plus demo. It's not the millennials. They grew up going, school still doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah I totally get where you guys are coming from. <laughs> but our generation, you know, and even yours for that matter, right around 40, they were like, I don't like this. And so they start what we yeah. call a side hustle, right? They start their own thing, but they don't have any training for it. Yeah. So when we really start thinking about this, it's a dualistic approach. Help those who really want to start their own business, but let's change the educational system into a learning system. What a concept. And do it in a fun way. Because if we instill 
into these young people. And we do this every day with young teenagers and young entrepreneurs going, hey, let's teach you how to transform yourself, which is the second part of your question. How do I transform myself? And what is it I want? Not what I think I want. And put that in their business skills. Everything else from there flourishes. It happens automatically because now I'm not afraid to change. In fact, I'm looking forward to the next change. I'm looking forward to the next challenge of myself, the next puzzle, the next podcast, the next thing I've got to do. Why? Because I know it's constantly allowing me to transform myself into this other thing that I want to become. Here's a perfect example. Our CEO, who is a female, by the way, never done a bodybuilding contest in her life. Six months ago, comes to us, all of us and says, okay, I got an idea. All right. She goes, I want to transform myself. I've always wanted to do a bodybuilding contest, but I've been too scared to do it because you get on stage and you get judged about every part of your body. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense to me. I've been (laughs) on stage most of my life. And so she does six months later, literally, she goes to her first show. She finishes second and then two thirds for her first time out. Transform the entire company, all the, the whole company now, including myself, who's never done a bodybuilding contest. We're all in this now doing bodybuilding because it is the most visual, basic form of self transformation that everyone can go, wow, you actually did yeah. it. Like, yeah, but you got to think about it. the body transform because the emotions transform, because the psychology transform, the logic transform. And most importantly, we re architected who we thought we were into who we wanted to become. Architecting is a science that has been developed over 30 years that takes everything you ever thought you knew about psychology and takes it and throws it out the damn door and says, time out. Mindset doesn't change anything. Down here does though, and we call that the third realm, the third realm. And the third realm is where our emotions really are. It's where our belief structures live, right? Because if, if thinking really did it, Two things would happen, my friend. One, you could just think about a purple Lamborghini and it would show up in your damn driveway mysteriously right. under the law of attraction. Or the other one is every time we do New Year's resolutions, they'd come true, but they don't. So we know that thinking is not the issue. Thinking is the end result of where we've re-architected our belief structures, what we find important, what we really want, but we've been told not to want because, well, those are childish dreams, Josh. You're not supposed to believe that. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Ask Elon Musk who wants to go to Mars. No one seems to be questioning Elon Musk. Why? Because he is so absolutely 100% feels it and convinced that he's going to do it. He's doing it and has become one of the wealthiest men in the world. Literally broke the record, if you recall. It came out a couple, I think about a week and change ago. He broke the 80-year-long record of being the wealthiest man in history. It can be done. But we've been conditioned to believe that changing is bad. That changing means starting over. No, it doesn't. It means the next chapter. Otherwise, a book would be one chapter and it's done. Your life is a myriad of chapters. Why not create the most dynamic book that everybody wants to read? That's a legacy. That's why we still read King Arthur. That's why we still talk about the Knights of the Round Table. We talk about the Crusades. We talk about these big epic journeys because they did it and they wrote everything down. Now in today's world, you don't need to write it down. Record it. You, what are you talking about? You can record your whole bloody life, man. I mean, shit, half my life, we did, We had big tape and stuff, pain in the ass. Now you just hold your phone out and go, hi, by the way, this is what I'm doing today. I'm like, guys, do you understand that you can leave a legacy of information that has been lost for centuries because we didn't have the ability to record it? We couldn't write fast enough. There's too many lives that didn't get put down. Now you can. That's when transformation and business, when they come together, it opens up creativity in ways you could never possibly think about. But in the subconscious and shadow realm, in the fantasy realm, 
all things are possible. How do I know that? Even Facebook is now moving to meta where we're creating worlds. Therefore, fantasy does create reality. Science proven, game proven, business proven. Now it's time to go on a quest to prove your business. That's what it does for architecting. Wow. That's amazing. And then talk about this. So the being in, being hypnotized, right? We're sure. all, I've heard you say, Hey, we're, we're all hypnotized, right? We are. What do you mean by yeah. that? Yeah. So, you know, my, my mentor doc was, was brilliant. It took me a long time to figure out what he was actually saying about 15 years to be exact. So I got my degrees from, I got my doctorates and I got all that experience. And I thought for sure he was convincing me to be the greatest hypnotist on the planet because no, you knucklehead. I'm not teaching you to hypnotize them. I'm teaching you reverse hypnosis. I'm like, what, what the hell's reverse hypnosis, doc? What are you talking about? He goes, look, most of us are running around on autopilot. We're hypnotized 99% of the day. Here's the truth. We convince ourselves every single day to get up to jobs we hate. We stay in relationships we know that we're not really in and our partner's not happy either, but we do it out of possession and a control. We teach our kids, do as I say, not as I do. We are constantly hypnotizing ourselves into things we know we're not in alignment with. Reverse hypnosis is the opposite. It says, here's the deal, Josh. I can't hypnotize you. You're already under. You're already hypnotizing yourself. What we do is use hypnosis to help you wake yourself up so that you can change what you're hypnotizing yourself into believing and into doing that is rightly aligned with you from down here at your shadow to your subconscious so that your conscious is seeing the world based on the way you want to see it, not the way you've been programmed to see it. Whereas most people, yeah, most people think like, look at my watch, look at my eyes. Mike, first of all, there's my watch. Secondly, my eyes have nothing to do with it. And thirdly, you're already under. The trick is, are you willing to look at how you've put yourself under? And even if you're not, we have ways to do that. They'll just kind of walk around and catapult over your objections and be inside the castle of this. And so you can go, hmm, well, that doesn't make a dang bit of sense. I'm like, right? So let's change it, but make that fun. Because people think hypnosis is about control. I'm like, you're absolutely correct. It's not about my control. It's about how you're controlling yourself by suppression and oppression and compression, pushing down who the real Josh is, who he really wants to be. And I'm using you as an example, brother, not talking about anybody else, just using our conversation. Everybody else listening, they were talking about you and I and all of us. You do this <laughs> because we're taught to. But when you let that go and you understand how to reverse architect it, and it doesn't take long to do it. And once you understand it, it's magical. It seems almost like magic. We're like, that's too good to be true. I'm like, I rest my case. You never believed that when you were a kid. You learned that hypnosis from your education and from someone around you said it's, it can't, it's too good to be true. I'm like when you were a kid, everything was possible. So when we yeah. learn what reverse hypnosis is, now you're waking yourself up from hypnosis you're already in. It's not, I need to be hypnotized to do blank. You already have blank. What we need to do is reverse hypnosis to unlock that in you. Like we said before, if you're showing up as a warrior, there's 75% of you that's not being used. Let's use that. And now it's a full holistic approach. Now you're using all your faculties and your teams and your clients. And now, now you're moving like a unit. And the best unit in history is the, is the Greek phalanx, right? From the Spartans. It moves yeah. as one unit. It moves it's that simple. When you're moving like that, man, there is not a finer drug on the planet. And watch that happen with a company and a team and an entrepreneur and see them do that. You're like, that's cool. That's a drug I'm addicted to. I like that drug. <laughs> I love that. I love that because, um, it's always a quote that's resonated with me is who were you before the world told you who you were or who they before they programmed you right yeah. over time, friends, family, kids, you went to school with teachers. Somehow we've all got kind of rejected in a way. And it's kind of Bingo. pushed us down. Right. Yep. 
And um, we, we and it starts in middle school. Go look yeah. at it. In the elementary, we were all friends. No one cared about whether you were rich or poor, what color you were, married to board. No one gave a crap. Middle school, we started segregating. And it's called the law of curiosity. It's actually science that goes to it. And then in high school, we segregate even further, right? And we try to find where we fit in. Here's the funny thing. This is why we're a human puzzle company. You know, all realms is actually nine different realms. We help all different realms. We help people find the missing pieces of their life, but it's not out there. It's the restructuring of here. And this is the tangible result. It's a completely different model, but it's gamified and fun. And so when you start looking at that, it's like, this, this is a quest to, you know, level up your business. And it feels like fantasy. And it feels like you're just like playing a game until bang, all of a sudden you wake up and you got a million dollars in your bank account. People are like, holy crap, what happened? My business is doubled. You're like, yeah. try it. That's what yeah. the real law of attraction really is. I know a little bit mm. about it. I co-produced, I co-produced the sequel. Yeah. I know a little bit. Did I'm not saying I know everything, yeah. but I, I know that if you just think about a purple Lamborghini, it's not going to show up and fall out of the damn sky. That I know for a fact. So when you look at that, it's like, well, how do we get there? And it's not so much that it was beaten out of us. It was we did it to ourselves because we were told the misfit in Josh, the misfit in Travis, the dorkness, the quirkiness, whatever it was we were going through, wasn't cool and didn't fit in. And so we started stuffing that down. Boys and girls, let me tell you the secret to the whole freaking secret. The part of you that you have been hiding, the misfit in you, the dork, the geek, the whatever you were called, whatever it was, that's exactly where your mastership lives. That's exactly the missing piece that the human tapestry of the world needs to have you fit in because you trying to fit in has robbed you of your peace. It's robbed you of your peace of mind. It's robbed you of your peace of the American dream or the pie or whatever it is you want to call it. It's robbed it because you're so busy trying to fit in. And here's the best way I describe it in architect land inside the quest. It's you had to earn the right to be you. But the only way you can earn the right to be you is to go spend years and decades being everything but you to figure out what you're not to finally go, I paid my dues of the school of hard knocks so I can finally come back and just be Travis and just be Josh. Cool, except for now you're 35, 45, 55, 65, and whoops, guess what? There's only two quarters left in the game. You got to move your ass. Half time's <laughs> over. We got to go, baby. We're on the back nine. We got to swing for every pin. We got to be Tiger Woods about this, man. We got to be fearless. The problem is we've carried so much fear because we've been so busy being every part of us that we're not being disingenuous to ourselves that we're riddled with fear. We're scared to death of success. We're scared of failure. We're scared if someone finds out we're all messed up. Cool. Your messed up. This is exactly what your business needs. This whole trying to fit in crap is exactly why the relationship hurts, why the business partners are like, I'm bored out of my mind. Your sales keep dripping and you keep beating your head against the wall and expecting to become a damn door. Come on, folks. Let's have some fun. And remember, there's only one real truth on this planet. Everything else is a story. And you're all going to arrive in one spot. And that is you ain't getting off this planet alive. Yeah. Period. Everything else is a story, a quest, a journey, an adventure, whatever you want to call it. Some people want to call it a nightmare. Not me, but some people do. You're going to end up in that same spot. But how you get there is solely 100% to you. You are the architect of your life. So let's learn how to architect in a fun way that pays results. And most importantly, it's the ultimate quest. How many ways can I transform and explore myself to bring not just one part of my personality, but all four parts all playing at the exact same time. Now you're wholly aligned. Now you're fully present. Now you're experiencing. You are the architect and the one who gets to live in the house at the exact same time. I love that. First of all, a lot of people think about that. 
as a um, kind of like a burden. Oh, I can't figure out who I am or uh, my passion or what I need to right? do. And, and they look about so it as a, as, a, as a burden instead of a quest. As, Absolutely this correct. Is, this is fun. This should this is what life is all about. This is enjoyable. Right. Yeah. What's the alternative? Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No coming back from that one. It's no coming back. I mean, even if you do the reincarnation, you ain't coming back in that body, Josh, and I ain't coming back in this one as Travis. So it's still a one and done. It's blurring fantasy and reality. And when you blur those two, here's the really cool part. Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. It just is a computer. So when you blur the two and you actually re-architect how your subconscious mind believes, feels about yourself, about your business, about your relationship, about sales, about money, about what success really means, wow, you have the most powerful tool for stoking imagination, creating your own inspiration, and bang, making impact where people go, damn, I want to go on that adventure. I'm like, right? Because being fun and having fun is infectious because you don't have to fake it. No one needs to teach you how to have fun. You can't run out of it. It can't be stolen from you. You're already abundant. So this law of abundance crap that you guys are all chasing, thinking that, oh, I'm going to make a billion dollars. It's horse shit. Let me save you a lot of time. The abundance is fun because when you understand thematic learning versus chasing things, themes make the journey of your legacy of your life come true. Go and getting things, you're always looking for the next thing. That's why it's never enough. I'm always looking for the next thing, more and more and more and more. But a theme, when you understand thematics, holy crap, your world changes and you become truly become the king and queen of your own castle and you claim your own throne. And now it's fun because now you talk to other kings and queens with respect. You understand who they are. Even if they haven't ascended to the king and queen yet, you know they're on the path. Now we have respect. We create alliances. We work together. We create cooperation. Just like we did when we were in the sandbox and we were kids. We're all making, you know, when we at the beach, we all made castles. Come on, people. This isn't, this isn't something that is hard to grasp. What's hard to grasp is that you can actually do it. That's where we find people really get stuck. And we're like, look, here's the deal. We're going to shake up your reality. We're going to do that on purpose in a fun way so that you can create a lifelong source of spark. Because all it takes is a spark, man. And boom, you got a million videos. Boom, you got a million downloads. Boom, you got a million dollars. Whatever your thing is, it happens because whether you, however you believe in deity, your call, however you believe in the greater powers, I'm not here to tell you that. We call that great architect. You call it what you want. Bottom line is you are sent here to create and to play and to experience and to remember you are far more than you think you are. And more importantly, it doesn't have to look feel, sound, act like what you think. It doesn't have to. In fact, when you limit the universe and say, well, it needs to be a purple Lamborghini, Josh, because I won't settle for less because damn it, I want a purple Lamborghini. Okay. When you say it has to be that, what if what if Josh came to you right now? Anyone you listen said, you know what? We're giving away a Lamborghini, but we're going to give it away to someone, whatever, we're going to pull a number. And it's not purple. You're like, well, I want a purple one. But you just missed a Lamborghini, fool. What are you talking about? It doesn't have to look, you can wrap the damn thing for two grand. It'd be purple. It'd be Barney purple. If you want to, you're not, you're limiting the universe and saying it has to be this way, yeah. as opposed to when I'm in themes, like Arthur, one of our core themes is fun. If it's not fun in this company, we won't do it. The board won't allow it. The quest masters won't allow it. I won't allow it. Our CEO won't allow it because we're in it too. So when I say fun, it's fun for us. Are there times where sometimes it feels like stress? Are there sometimes we don't want to get up and get on stage? Are there sometimes we don't want to? Do... Yeah, but all we have to do is shift one, two questions to ourselves and make it fun. And the results, like doing this podcast with you, 
becomes completely unwritten script that you get to experience. And now it's organic. And when it's organic, yeah. magic happens. And that's what's wow. really cool about it. I love it. I love Thanks, it man. so much, man. So yeah. we talk about this quest, this quest of, of life, right? Yeah. Let, let, let's hear a little bit about yours. I, I know for you, right? Um, man, you are know, wait, we have another hour. This is gonna be a long yeah. show. I've been around a long time, Josh. <laughs> so really, really what I want to do is I want to specifically talk about we we have a lot of uh former athletes, current athletes, entrepreneurs, um, and we talk about playing injured, right? And a lot of times oh, yeah. we go through life playing injured and going through identity crisis and, and different things like that. I know for you, uh you you are a gol- golfer young, and I know your 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 dad kind of put the clubs in your hand. Talk about that a little bit, that that dichotomy and that that kind of how that Yeah, so let's talk about athletics. That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about athletics. So many of us athletes, whether you're in football, basketball, soccer, golf, doesn't matter. It starts generally from a parent, a parent saying, hey, let's do this, right? Um, my dad was no different. My father was a mediocre you know, athlete across the board, great fighter pilot, but mediocre athlete, but just kind of good at everything, but not great at anything. But golf was his thing. That was kind of his you know, unconquerable thing that he couldn't quite get a hold of. I think, I think at best in his life, he was maybe eight handicap for, for like a month. And then it went right back up again. Right. At five years old, he puts a golf club in my hand on our, our stint coming back from Japan off to Germany, puts a golf club in my hand. And I'm a, to me, it's natural. I'm just, I don't care why, because I'm having fun. I don't give a crap about score. All I wanted to do is hit the sand traps because sand was fun for me. So I put aim at the bunkers. And if that bunker is far enough away, I, make sure I got there. That was all I was interested in. And I got in the game. And by the time we came back to the United States at 10 years old, you know, golf kind of became this focal point. And, and my dad's dream blurred into my dream. And it was now I've got to go win the Masters. I've got to go win the US Open. I've got to become the next Jack Nicholas, the next Greg Norman, the next Freddie Couples. And I was obsessed. I'm literally obsessed by it. And yeah, I had, I had a great high school career. And I was, you know, I was more like Ferris Bueller, and I made golf, you know, kind of cool back then. It was hard to be cool in the 80s with golf because we had just crap clothes, but whatever. My point being, um, there's that old saying that says there's your plan and then there's the great universe's plan and yours doesn't matter. And that was kind of what happened with mine was I knew I was on this path and I knew I was going to be a professional golfer. That was my dad. I was going to PGA Tour. I was going to go. That was the deal. Everybody knew it. You can look at my high school yearbook to this day. It's still there. It's uh, that everyone knew that's what Travis Fox was going to do. However, I also had my mother in me. I started modeling and acting when I was nine years old, and I really enjoyed it. To me, it was natural. I, being in front of people was very normal to me, where for a lot of people, that's the number one fear is public speaking. To me, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable in, on a one-to-one conversation now than I am in front of 5,000 people. Okay, whatever. So I become a young father at 18 years old, and when I'm not trained for that. I'm trained to this. I'm trained to go in psychology winning Dr. Dennis Whaley. You know, he's my hero. This is what I'm doing. I'm focused on golf. My life is planned out because that's what my dad wanted. I became a first time father and I experienced real emotional heartbreak for the first time in my life to the point where I had no idea what to do. And I cracked, I became a head case, which is why I'm a great head coach. Cause I know what it feels like to be completely screwed up and come back from that. So I get it. And so you look at a lot of athletics, parents live vicariously through their kids. And they say, you got to do this. You got to get a scholarship. You got to push, push, push. And they take the fun out of it. Yeah. Right? The reason why Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods is because Earl made it fun. He made it a thing. Go get it. Go win it. Have fun. Come on, boy. And Tiger was ruthless, ruthless athlete. Brilliant. Had fun. Phil Mickelson, same thing. Right? Had a great time. Always had fun. Billy Mayfair, Bobby May, all guys that you know were around when I was playing as a kid. And I turned pro at 19 for a brief stint. I said, I got to finish this because that's what my dad wants. And I spent six months on the mini tour and was the most miserable a-hole you've ever met in your entire life. 
Now imagine this golfer, first time father. I'm a perfectionist at the time. I have mild OCD and I chose to play golf. Not a good winning combination, right? There's a lot of negative feedback in golf. You know, that's not the shot I wanted. That's not where the ball was supposed to go. And the sprinkler head and the gopher and all these other things happened. And so when I left golf, I said, dad, I don't love golf. I like it. And I realized I was playing golf for my dad. Well, obviously that I realized from that was through my, my educational training, my doctoral training in psychology was I'm playing for my dad. And that was the only way my dad and I could relate. And the moment I said, dad, I don't want to be a, a PGA tour professional golfer as a way of life. I love golf. I still play to this day. I still coach high school teams around, around town just because I enjoy doing it. I did coach for 10 years on tour. I was the first psychological infomercial in golf's history. Dad, I've made my mark in golf. I just don't want to be out there 33 weeks of the year hitting the same golf ball with the same guys. I'm just not that interested. There's other things to do. Well, my relationship with my father completely fell apart. But my film and television career started going because that became the message of, wait a minute, am I living my life or am I living my dad's life? So my injury in that particular case, and I've had several others, uh, physicals, but my injury was a psychological one. It was an emotional one. I'm playing for the wrong reasons. I got to take care of my family. I got to be the first one to go to college. I've got to get a scholarship because my family can't afford it or because that's what I was told to do or just because I can run fast or I can catch or I can hit a baseball or whatever the hell your sport is. Just because you can do that doesn't mean you should. It just means you can. And so we get stuck again. We get stuck in the role because that's what we've been labeled at. And now the moment you say you're hurt or, ow, hey, coach, this hurts, or I can't swing the golf club, my hands, stop being such a, and you can pick out the the, the explicit that goes behind that. They're usually not positive. And we're we're actually punished for telling how we feel. Mm. But yet every single athlete, Every single athlete I've ever met in any sport and ever coached with around the world are masters of their body. They yeah. know when their body's one degree off center, when it's not quite right, they don't have the A game or their swing's not right or their three points not right. And we coach D1 basketball. They know. And our job as coaches isn't to go, Josh, I don't give a shit if you're playing, you're playing your band, suck it up. Stop being yeah. such a wuss. Yeah. Time out. My athlete who is inside that frame is telling me there's something not quite right. Now, if that becomes a conditional habit, okay, then okay, fine. But if an athlete stops and says, hey, I'm injured, we as coaches, as as performance coaches, even the coaches of the team, even the owners of the team, I believe we have a moral and fiduciary obligation to go, time out. The athlete knows their body better than anybody. We can then back that up with having the, the medical doctor, the team doctors, you know, outside doctors, however you're doing it, that are medical staff trained in that specific area, then take a second look and give us, you know, either confirming or a contradictory opinion, because then you at least know it's not physical. Now it is psychological, emotional, but we never give them the chance. All we do is we beat the crap out of them and say, Josh, I don't care. I don't give a crap. You're an athlete. Suck it up. I'm like, okay. And there's a time for that. I get it. But if you're bona fide playing injured, all you're doing is teaching yourself not to be true to yourself that your body is expendable, that you are yeah. just a freaking tool, and that you, if you don't perform, wait for it. This one's going to really tie it all the way home, athletes. If you don't perform, nobody's going to like you or love you. Yeah. That extends off the field into your personal relationships, which is why we see a lot of our professional athletes struggle with success. They struggle with relationships because they've been told they have to be perform, 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 perform. If they don't, no one's going to want to hang out with them because there's always 20 other people right behind them. So what you learn is you're expendable and you start treating yourself like a garbage can. You treat yourself like crap, yet you've worked your 
ass off to become a finely tuned athlete, a machine that can perform this thing. Because you've done 10,000 hours. You had to become that good. I know I did it too. Here's the problem. When you then shift gears, just like we talked about having fun for 17 years, you got to be an adult. You've had a great time honing your body. Now you're told your body doesn't count. I don't give a crap about your feedback, Josh. You're paid to do the job. Suck it up and do the job. You don't have any background for that. And no. now we get into crisis. We get into identity crisis. We get into we get into performance issues. We go into slumps. We have no idea because our brain's going, um, hey, Josh, uh, we haven't done this before. So what do you think? What, how, how are we supposed to do this? And you end up making crap up on the fly. And then, then here's the better part. Golf, not so much. But some of the other sports, NFL, NBA, hockey. Hockey's a little bit different. But they're they're conditioned to be such gladiators. Now think about a gladiator. A gladiator fought at the at to their death or to create death for amusement. That meant their body was expendable. They were just things, right? They're no different than a than a piece of wood, which makes no sense. But when you start thinking about that concept and you say, "Hey guys, I'm playing injured. It's got it's in my head. I now have to work through. I've never had an injury before." We blow them off. We don't, if they go to either a sports performance coach or a sports psychologist or come to someone to do it, even go to the quest. Oh, you're mentally weak. You're weak, bro. You need to suck it up. How are they weak? They've never had the bloody experience before because we don't teach that anymore. We teach that physical overrides mental emotional, but that's scientifically bass backwards to how we're built as human beings. We are emotional first. Always are. That drives how our brain functions, which then drives how our body responds to the outside environment. So when you look at this, this model, talk about hypnosis. We are truly fitting square pegs and round holes and expecting people to come out and go, oh, that fit. That was easy. Makes no sense. No sense. And we've lost so many talented athletes to that model. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's even more is you even sure show more strength, actually sharing those feelings especially as young men right then in gladiators per se showing those actual emotions actually makes you strong i mean and think about let's play let's use let's use football as an example right football is literally a play-by-play game right let's go back in time right i've I've had the great honor i've played golf many many times with lawrence taylor one of the greatest freaking defensemen of all time one of the most beautiful human beings but on the field Screw that shit. I don't want to be anywhere near LT. LT will light you up. Never, everybody knows the Joe Theismann tackle when LT yeah. let it snap that leg. You're talking about Joe Theismann who was the top of his game and playing for 20 years. Boom, it's over. Like that. Done. He had no say in it. It's done. That's what these guys and gals go through every single day. We just saw it in the Olympics. The amount of hours that these athletes put into the time, the training, the sacrifice yeah. to get there is what inspires us. But yeah. remember, they live and die by the play, by the balance beam, by the last serve that they hit on the tennis or the, the next drive that they, they live and die by it. So for them, it's a constant balance of fear and fearlessness. And that little gap, the more it starts to widen as they start getting into their career, that's where the injuries start becoming more and more prolific. And we've got to be able to bridge that gap. And there's only one way to do that. And that is the emotional mental side of learning how to re-architect what they're doing, why they're doing it, transform it into a different reason and what the cause. I'm not talking about just your why, because that's too easy. I'm talking about truly talking about uh, belief structures at the depth of who they are. And one of those is fear, because we all know as professional athletes, one day you're not going to be a professional athlete. It doesn't last forever. I mean, NFL, the average career is seven years, if you're lucky. 
right? Golf, if you're lucky, you can go 10 or 15 if you can stay on tour. How many people never get the tour? Tennis, basketball, so on and so forth. So when you really look at this, we're never giving our athletes a chance. We only start looking at their psychology and their, and their emotionality if we want something from them or, or we're going to give them one more chance before we cut them loose. That's it. Why isn't it built in from the beginning? Boom, boom, boom. All the way from peewee, t-ball. It should be built in so that they know how to transform themselves, which would make the superior athlete, which is what we train when we work with our athletes. Wow. Wow. Well, man, so much value <laughs> added. So much value added. I mean, where do you want to go now, man? Let's keep going. I'm, I'm on a roll. Let's have some fun, Josh. Let's no, play. you definitely. I definitely <laughs> caught you. I caught you in a. <laughs> I love it. So, where can people find you? Where 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 can they kind of follow your work, uh, your content, and and, and sure. see what you've been working on? Oh, that's easy. If you uh, follow me across the board, it's Travis Fox three six zero. Travis Fox three six zero across the board. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Don't check out our LinkedIn. We give value every day about what we're doing in business and sports and how we talk, uh, talk about relationships. All they're affected. But if the easiest way to do it, get on the quest, y'all. Come on. You go download the app. It's UBQ. You'll see this this logo. UBQ stands for Ultimate Business Quest. It's all packed in. There's no upsell, but wait, there's more. We'll give you free shipping and double your order. Everything is built in because my partners and I all have been on this experience for more than 25 years and said, this high ticket stuff has got to stop. If we're going to rebuild America and the, and the, and the world based coming out of this post-pandemic uh, scenario, 80% of the world is based on small and medium cap businesses. And that's what's been suffering most. We've got to get yeah. these skills and these things into these companies. So we did it and it took us two years to do it. It's done. You go look at it. It's over on the app and check it out. We did it all. We said, look, we're going to do it for $2.99 a month. 36 bucks is all you can spend. That's it. It's all in. There's no BS. There's no upsells, but no, there's more. We're going to put you on a mailing list. We're going to give you everything we got. Why? Because we believe that by helping companies do this, we're going to create more creativity, which is going to create more jobs, which is going to create more fun. And people are going to stir their creativity. And the spark that we all need to get humanity off its ass post this post pandemic is going to be done with us together. It's got to be by team. And let's go embark on a new journey of possibility and do it in a fun, actionable way that allows us to get rid of these doubts, these insecurities, these misconceptions that self-transformation and entrepreneurialism should be separate. Go download it, Ultimate Business Quest, Apple and Google. Walk it in, watch what happens, watch how your business totally changes. It's all built in and it's so much fun. Perfect. Perfect. Man, you make it fun. You make it fun. Thanks, man. You and your team, man. So I'll definitely get all, all those links, um, social media, the app, awesome. and I'll put Thank it in you. the fit notes, footnotes, man, for, for people to go to. Thank um, you. And, and man, Travis, this is this is very, you added a lot of value, man. Uh, very deep. Very show, deep. I, I think I, I think people had to listen to this episode a few different times. because Oh, they should. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I appreciate you coming on, Travis. Thanks, man. Thanks for letting me on the show, guys. Hey, support your local podcast everywhere you go, people, because this is where the truth is, is on podcasts. It's not, not on media anymore. These are the people like Josh that are out on the front lines. These are where the warriors live. Listen to the podcast, support them, support Josh's podcast. Thanks so much for letting us be on the show, man. Man, love. I appreciate it. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Five Foot Studios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing injured.